It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. What's up, guys? It is the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 225. I am your faithful host, Chris Russell. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621, but just a word of caution as we always throw this out, not just Redskins, uh, some other stuff, if you will, on my timeline, including pictures of my kids. Uh, So... Uh, You can go check that out if you want, but it's not just Redskins. If you want only Redskins content or content relating to the Redskins and the NFL, you should absolutely, and you should be doing so anyway, check out at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins uh, on Twitter. And as well, if you want NFL coverage from all across the league, make sure you check out at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram at Locked on NFL. NFL Net. Joining us now on episode number 225 is my good pal, PJ Elliott. You can follow him on Twitter at PJ Elliott Radio. At PJ Elliott Radio, he is uh, with us from, of course, 1067 The Fan. He performs a variety of roles, and he's my good pal. And he, he's wearing a fire <laughs> Bruce Allen shirt Yes, that he got, which I love. I can't get enough of. Take me through... Before we get into the meat of the show, the genesis of how you found this shirt, why you decided to get it, and why you want Bruce Allen fired, Peach. Well, uh, I think it all started, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago. And I can't remember exactly how Barstool, you know, they put out different shirts for different teams. And uh, Barstool Nate, who covers the Redskins, um, you know, tweeted out that this is the shirt that they were selling. And right. I'm like, I've got to have that shirt. Because I have not been a Bruce Allen fan since they when they announced that he was coming, I'm like this this is going to be a disaster. Really, from yeah. the get from the get go, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. from the get go, I knew like it, because it just screamed of okay, Snyder's trying to relive or rehash yes. the past with his dad. I mean, okay. it, I mean, I'm going to take you at your word. I didn't know you back then. That was a really smart call because you were absolutely right. Yeah, I, I've got friends of mine that. You know they're they're older than me, and I mean I'm only 37, so I wasn't I wasn't alive for uh, George the George Allen days, but I have friends that were, and former bosses, former program directors that that were, and they're Redskins fans, and and they have come to me recently, and they're like I you know I can't believe how right you were about this, and it, I mean I didn't know I mean I just knew Bruce Allen from the Bucks and the and the Raiders, right? But I didn't I just. I just assume like this. This guy just does not look like he's he's gonna. He looks be good. like a shyster. Yeah. Quite honestly. Well, here's the thing. Like I think a lot of people were concerned about how much football he knew and the football acumen. That was the one thing you heard immediately from people that knew him, that dealt with him in Tampa and Oakland. That Bruce Allen wasn't really a football guy, but right. everybody felt pretty comfortable because Mike Shanahan, while not official was coming in on the white horse. Yeah. And yeah. he did ultimately three weeks after Bruce Allen was hired. 
come in as the head coach and executive vice president. And everybody thought, ah, oh, th- th- this is going to be great. Bruce will take care of the business operations. He'll be the president this right. or the vice president at the time, uh, even though he was listed as a title of general manager, whatever. Titles don't mean as much as people think they do of course. Uh, in the NFL. But people thought the football thing will be under control because Mike Shanahan will be under control. Little did they know, little did they want to realize that Mike Shanahan would be basically be poked around like the Pillsbury Doughboy <laughs> uh, by Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen. And when Dan Snyder wanted to take a back seat and not deal with it himself, all he simply had to do was call Bruce Allen and say, Bruce, I'd like you to do this for me. And Bruce was overly involved. I kept trying to tell everybody, hey, this is not a great thing what I'm observing being in the building at this yeah. point, but you were dead on accurate right from the get-go. Uh, th- the bottom line is you see a guy like Michael Lombardi. I'm not saying Michael Lombardi's word is gospel. I'm not saying that he should be completely 1,000% trusted uh, as absolute truth, but here's a guy who's been in the front office of the Oakland Raiders, who's worked under Bill Belichick, who's worked as a general manager with Cleveland Browns. He's been in the Philadelphia Eagles front office. Clearly, people think and know and realize he knows football, mm-hmm. and he says Bruce doesn't know anything. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's clear that his track record in D.C. shows that he he doesn't know. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to go on bashing a guy, but at some point, like, like he's he's a Vinny Serrato with more clout, I guess. That's fair. And that's he, fair. You know, he 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 has a big name, and that that's fine. I'll give him that. And if if his deal is to pick the gold pants and and have the homecoming games, and everybody gives him crap for that, and but I mean that that's what he's good at. Like he's he he does a good job at riling up the old older fans right. and and making. The, bringing the nostalgia back to the Redskins, but if you're me, and you know, or younger than me, I you know I don't I barely remember the '92 Super Bowl. I, I was 10 years old. We were kind of joking around about you know the Bruce Arian story that I did on the podcast yesterday with the ping pong table and why I wish Jay Gruden would get rid of it. I said you know the one way. Uh, to satisfy everybody that I would keep it is if Bruce Allen and I went head-to-head, toe-to-toe in ping-pong, and I could make one major decision if I beat Bruce Allen in a game or a series of games or however we would structure it. You know, and I started being serious. I was like, ah, you know, uh, maybe I'd sign train Boston, you know, because they need a free safety, or I'd sign this guy, that guy, to make the team better. Yeah. And you, when I asked you what your number one thing is, and I give you, again, credit, it was very smart. You were like, you know what? If I had one decision, one decision only in this hypothetical scenario, I'd put Kyle Smith in charge of everything. I absolutely would because I I trust him. I I like uh, I like the, that he seems to know what he's doing, and I think that everybody in the building believes that, which is why they won't let him go anywhere. And he's you know kind of stuck. They better not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's under contract for one more year. They better not. Yeah, and I, I the my move, uh, you know, like you just said, is you you get rid of the the. I, I'm so sick of of them throwing out faces to make people happy. Just be a good franchise and make good decisions. That's all I ask. Well, As speaking fan, about throwing all... out faces to make people happy, I mean that's part of what led to Doug Williams. I, I mean, I look, I I, I don't want to take away from what Doug is. Doug is a great, great man. Uh, Doug, obviously, historic 
achievements in the NFL as a quarterback yeah, and within uh, the Redskins organization. I'm not trying I've to I've got discredit. a statue of Doug next right. to my bed. Like Absolutely. I, I loved him as a player, and but 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 part of his the reason why he's in the position that he's in, the title that he's in, was to appease the fan base. Absolutely, and not not every player, former player, is going to be good at making decisions when it comes to player personnel, coaching, or any, or, you know, or other front office moves. And, and, you know, that it shows in, in Denver that, you know, with, with John Elway, he lucked into Peyton Manning Mm -hmm. and that's how they got their Super Bowl. And that's fine, but he, he can't, I mean, they who's did a good build a pretty good defense there. I, I think the defense was starting to get built it, before it was, he got but, there. But, I mean, he did bring in, to his credit, with, now with the number 2 overall pick, Von Miller and, right. and certain guys. I mean, Malik Jackson and all. I mean, I, we can't totally take away. But your your larger point is when he you have a— pick a quarterback. When you have a figurehead as an executive, it's hard enough when you have a tried and shrewd, legitimate general manager, right, who's done it forever— who's done it, who's learned the right ways, who's been trained the right ways, who's evaluated players for an entire living as his craft. Mm-hmm. Never mind when you bring in the the big popular name, quarterback or player, John Lynch, for example. John Lynch was great on TV. John Lynch was great as a safety. Yeah. Is he, does that make him a good GM? No. I mean, we're, we're going to find out if he is good or yeah. not. But only time's going to tell him. quick, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're finding out. What you just said, John Elway can't pick players, can't pick quarterbacks, I quarterbacks, say, or evaluate. Maybe he's just had bad luck. I don't know, but it's been three or four quarterbacks that he struggled to identify. And now we'll see with Joe Flacco and with Bruce Allen. Clearly, he wasn't a player. Uh, he was a co- he was a player at co- in college at the University of Richmond, but clearly he didn't have that. But he had the Allen legacy in the name. And by the way, I think that's part as as much as anything. I I genuinely think Bruce and Dan are buddies and they like to drink and socially uh, together and they like to hob it up and, you know, whatever. But I think part of the reason why Dan has not moved on from Bruce, part of the reason why Dan has remained so loyal to Bruce, besides genuinely liking him, is he does not want to completely and totally destroy the Allen legacy when it comes to Redskins legend and lore. He wants to give Bruce every chance he can to fix that. Well, and that that may be true, and I I I don't know what else he has to do to show that he's incapable of, at least when it comes to the player side, having any say in what's going on. And what I don't want to have happen. This is why I you know going back to to what we said about the hypothetical. Like, I don't I don't want another Sean McVay to leave. Yeah, when you have somebody in a position. That or in the building that that is going to further their career and is has a great football mind. I want to keep them. You do and, everything you can yeah, to keep that. And, guy. and if Kavanaugh's that guy, then they did the right thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know Matt Kavanaugh enough to to. Well, Matt Kavanaugh was the guy that was. Uh, you're, you're talking about um, Kevin O'Connell. Oh, I'm Matt sorry. Matt Kavanaugh yeah, yeah. was the offense coordinator, promoted the senior assistant. Right. That's that's what. Yeah, yeah. Kevin O'Connell, the new offensive coordinator, right. replacing exactly. Kavanaugh. Yeah. So if O'Connell's the if, if O'Connell is the new. Sean McVay, then they they made the right decision. I think O'Connell's going to be the next head coach of the team. Well, that that could be. But what I want? How about I, that for a saucy I, I like that nugget. That that'd be fine. I'm I'm I mean I, the, I think what if you if you are confident that you have 
the next guy in your building, you've got to keep him. And I think the next GM is Kyle Smith. I I don't disagree with you. I agree, as a matter of fact, 100% with you. I don't know if he's quite ready, based on people that I've talked to, to truly be a general manager, but would you truly be a general manager, one, in the context that Bruce Allen and Eric Schaefer are basically over you or are sharing a lot of those responsibilities, those burdens, the pressure, some of the things that Kyle Smith might struggle with, i.e. the salary cap, i.e. contracts, all that. I think that's actually a good thing when it comes to Eric Schaefer that he would be able to kind of bounce uh, along with Kyle Smith. What I think the structure of the organization should be, as I've always said, is Eric Schaefer should be the president. Mm -hmm. Kyle Smith should be the general manager. And a guy that I mentioned on the podcast a couple of Days ago, I think on episode number 223 at the end, was Cole Spencer is a regional scout, an area scout for the Redskins under Kyle Smith, who's been here for a number of years. He, the Redskins drafted his brother, Evan Spencer from Ohio State a couple years ago. That didn't work. But that guy's just continues to climb up and NFL teams or other NFL teams are interested in him because they can't right now get to Kyle Smith. Uh, The Redskins should do whatever they can do to lock him up. And the way you do this is to, again, promote from within and to reward people for good, hard, loyal work. Not, like you said, to kind of keep these figureheads. And I'm not trying to diminish, again, what Doug Williams does on a day-in, day-out basis. There's just too many evidence, too many bits of evidence that suggest and show to everyone inside the building and outside the building that Doug Williams truly does not have the same level of responsibility as senior VP of player personnel that other senior VPs of player personnel in the NFL have. All right, P.J. Elliott is here. That's a a long, twisting opening segment, but I like it. I wanted to get uh, his thoughts in on Bruce Allen. And, uh, again, he's wearing the fire Bruce (laughs) Allen shirt, which I am not going to complain with. Everybody knows how I feel on that. When we come back, we're actually going to talk about a couple of big-picture items with the football team. Plus, get P.J.'s thoughts on the draft. That's next right here, episode number 225, Locked on Redskins. Thanks for being with us. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, my pal PJ Elliott, 1067 The Fan, is with us. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at PJ Elliott Radio, at PJ Elliott Radio. You have the old Instagram, Facebook, anything else you want to throw in there? Uh, Instagrams, I think PJ Elliott Radio too. And yeah, I think that's it. I think it is. Yeah, uh, yeah fa- Facebook's more for. To keep my mom happy. I got you. <laughs> yeah. I got you. Got to keep mama and, happy. And, and to talk to whoever's, you know, here at work. Like, oh, if I need to talk to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But the most important thing is to keep mama happy. If mama had Yeah. Got to post pictures of the sun every once in a while just so that she can like it. Absolutely. And- <laughs> James Brown of CBS's NFL Today once told me, because uh, we used to work together back in the early 2000s uh, at the now defunct Sporting News Radio, he would always say, Chris, if mama ain't happy... And nobody happy. And words could not be true. Now, I think he was talking about your wife, your significant other, right. but it could extend out to you got to make mom happy and make sure she's kept in the loop. All right. 
let's get to football. Mother Day's, Mother's Absolutely. Day coming it up. It is Mother's Day this Sunday, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right, let's get to a couple of things. Uh, Lewis Riddick of ESPN, well-respected NFL analyst. For whatever reason, I don't know why they won't put him on the Monday night football broadcast. I'm not sure what's going on there. I know he wants to be. He's been let down a couple of times. Uh, you kind of start to wonder if he's um, getting the itch, and I believe he is to be on the team side, so on and so forth. But he's been very outspoken and praised both pre-draft and post-draft about Dwayne Haskins, how much he loves Dwayne Haskins, said he was easily the best quarterback in the draft. I agreed with him. I'm not sure how you weigh in on that now that he's a member of the Washington Redskins peach. But one thing that I wanted to bring up, he said on ESPN, I believe it was Wednesday, quote, um, about Dwayne Haskins, I'm a proponent of him sitting out this year. And the reason why he said that was because he feels Dwayne Haskins could get really comfortable with the terminology and the mental part of the system, footwork, drops, all of that through practices, watching, observing meetings, without the pressure of playing and having to learn on the job and having to learn all of that. And he feels that Dwayne Haskins will be so much better than he already is. And again, he thought he was the number one quarterback in the draft. Yes, ahead of Kyler Murray. Yes, ahead of everyone else. Yes, ahead of Daniel Jones. Do you subscribe to that theory that the Redskins should be patient, extra patient with Dwayne Haskins. I'm fine with them holding him out for a year if they're working on his mechanics. Mm -hmm. But if the reason for them holding him out is so that he can learn Jay Gruden's terminology, then no, I'm not fine with that because there's no guarantee that Jay's back next year. So then we're just we're we're sitting him to sit without having a real plan for good the future. Good what, point. If, if his mechanics need work, whether it's footwork. If he's got a slower delivery than he should, um, if he needs to to be able to read defenses better, right? Totally fine with him sitting out. But if they come out and they say, whether it's Bruce or Doug, well, it's not going to be Bruce, but if it's Doug or or Gruden, if they come out and they say that the reason that we're not starting him is so that he can learn our terminology and we feel like that'll be better for him next year, then I'm not, again, I'm punching out for the season because why you like, it's a good, it's a good point. Jay because, may, Jay's probably not going to be here next year. It's a good point. Now to be fair, there's again, like I said, there's a good, I think there's a good chance. I don't know if they think there's a good chance. I mean, certainly he's got to prove his chops first that Kevin O'Connell could be the next head coach of the right. team. Right. I, I, again, I could be way premature on that. He's got to be an offensive coordinator first. Got it. But I just see that kind of arrow pointing up and and in that direction. Yeah. I mean, it's just like to me, it's kind of going there. And Jay even bristled at me in the Landon Collins press conference when I asked. I said, "Jay, is there any plans, any thought to let Kevin O'Connell get some reps as a play caller <laughs> in game?" Jay did not like that question yeah. when I asked him that I'm at sure. the Landon Collins press conference. Um, Lewis Riddick also said, "I wanted to get your opinion on this that the Redskins struck out big time." Uh, and were essentially, and I'm paraphrasing, kind of the biggest losers in the they did not get a number one wide receiver sweepstakes. Now, they tried, from every account, they tried pretty hard to get A.B., right, to get Antonio Brown before he was ultimately traded to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I thought that was a move they would be interested in. It turned out that they were very interested in. They didn't seem to make a big push on anyone else. They lost Jamison Crowder. They lost Maurice Harris. Okay, no big deal there. 
although Jay supposedly loved Maurice Harris, they drafted, obviously, Calvin Harmon. They drafted Terry McLaurin. Do you think the Redskins are lost at wide receiver, or do you think they're just not good at wide receiver? Meaning, like, they're not good yet, but there's some potential that they can be all right, fine, good, whatever. I think there's potential for them to be to be good. Um, I everybody's real big on the the kid from NC State. Six mm-hmm. two, Harmon, right. yeah, six two two thirty, whatever. Right, maybe not blazing speed, but that's a big that's a big strong receiver mm-hmm. who had strong numbers in uh, his last two years uh, down down uh, at North Carolina State. Um, so I'm I'm fine there. I I don't know much about McLaurin. Uh, I he seems like he's he's a good receiver. He has to be. I mean, Ohio State had 52 touchdowns, right. passing touchdowns last year. So I'm sure he he caught quite a few. Uh, so if you can develop those younger uh, younger receivers, then I'm fine with it. If if um, they turn out to be something worth anything, then that's great. Uh, I'd like to see more from Paul Richardson this year. Like, <laughs> He's been non-existent. Since see, see that? Well, that's there's that's receivers why, on the team, right? That's why I brought this up. Right? It's twofold. Now, again, the guy's got to stay healthy, and so far in his NFL career, he's had he's had uh, a torn ACL in Seattle. He had one at Colorado. Uh, I'm not sure if it was on on the same knee. I think it was on different knees. And he had last year's issue, which was a knee and a shoulder and everything, which basically Jay Gruden said was hampering him from midway through training camp through the first seven or eight games, and they had to shut him down. It was so bad, right? I saw him at training camp last year, and if he was hurt, I mean, then I don't know what to say because he was blowing past everybody. Right, and, I, and that's I went, why they I went brought in him early in. August. Right, and so, that's why they brought. I don't think he was hurt at that point. Okay, that, but that's why they brought him in because of that skill. Because he's got the ability to go over the middle and pluck 50-50 balls. He is tougher than his somewhat diminutive size would suggest. Yeah, they brought him in for that purpose, and that's why I don't think the Redskins are screwed as everybody makes them out. So I'm kind of like with you. Now, again, that being said, Paul Richardson just has to find a way to stay healthy. I mean, it's like the Jordan Reed thing, right? Right. I mean, you're only as good as your health and your availability, and it's one thing to play through stuff. You can still be fairly effective, pretty effective. Maybe you're not as effective, but they really need, they really need Paul Richardson to be as close to 100% effective, no matter who the quarterback is, because I have a feeling that – Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, and I think it'll be Keenum over McCoy, at least to start, and then Dwayne Haskins will find a way to make this offense strike up the band mm-hmm. if Paul Richardson is healthy. Absolutely. And it, here's another thing that that at least I haven't heard anybody talk about. I mean, this is going to essentially be a contract year for Josh Doxson. Oh, yeah. So maybe he steps his game up and be like, oh, I need to get my ass together and – Put up some numbers. What are you waiting for? They already declined the fifth year well, option. That, that's what I'm saying. Like right. because they've done that, like he's if he shows that he can be a top receiver yeah. and get 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns, then the Redskins are going to have to sign re-sign him. Well, or, we, or at we, least go after try to. So what's interesting? We covered that on episode 221 here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast when it became known officially that he wasn't going to get that fifth year option, which I agreed with. But I talked about that scenario that you're talking about. What if he has seven, eight touchdowns? Because remember, two years ago, he had the six touchdowns. He had 
more receiving more receptions and slightly more yards in 2018 mm-hmm. than he did in 2017 but his touchdowns went from 6 to 2 right. so he's got to find a way to get 6 7 touchdowns number 1 he's got to ideally find a way to get to that 750 800 yard mark but again if Paul Richardson can stay healthy if they have better success better health at quarterback and if Josh Doxson, like you said, plays a little bit with his hair on fire, which kind of honestly he hasn't really done at times you've seen glimpses, you're right. This offense, again, this group can be good. He can force a tough situation. What about this? He's from the Dallas area. Right. What about him going ultimately and playing with the Cowboys, especially when you consider you know, they have to pay Dak Prescott. They eventually have to pay Ezekiel Elliott. They've got some defenders. Demarcus Lawrence, they paid him. Can they pay Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott long-term, Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, and Amari Cooper? I don't think they can. Real quickly, we're going to come back and, and do just another minute or two. I, I want to ask PJ a question, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to hit him with it until I hit him with it uh, here on the Locked On Redskins podcast because we're running out of time. we got to lock this up uh, and wrap it up right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell here of the Locked On Redskins podcast. And you know what? We normally talk about football, but now we're going to talk about sex. Ah, that's right. Something everybody likes, or at least you should like. A good sex, right? I mean, that's important, too. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, fellas, or wherever you might do stuff like this. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color Blue, Blue Chew, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And guess what, fellas? You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. You can be ready to go whenever an opportunity arises. That's right. Mm-hmm. This isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants a little extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. So get to it right now. Right now, we've got a special deal for our Locked on Redskins listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code locked on to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Redskins podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, back with PJ Elliott for another minute or two. So here's the final question that I wanted to ask you. I appreciate you hanging out with us at PJ Elliott Radio. There's some talk, there's some buzz. The Redskins, are, of course, are one of the teams that, should be on hard knocks. (laughs) We know Bruce Allen doesn't really want anything to do with it. We know it probably would not be a good thing for the Washington Redskins, but it sure would make things a lot more fun around here. Should the Redskins, I mean, they they don't ultimately have a choice, 
But if you were the Redskins, would you want to be on Hard Knocks? Wow. that's If I were the Redskins, no, I would not want to be on Hard Knocks. If – okay, so if the internal uh, – not struggle, but the internal dumpster fire is as big as the outsiders seem to think it is, then I want no part of it if I'm the Redskins because I don't want to show – how bad of a job Bruce and Doug and everybody that, you know, everybody. It's a good, it's a good way to look at it. If, if, if they're as inept as everybody seems to think that they are. I don't think it would ever come across that way because I think they would be on their best behavior. They would have to be. But, but I don't know if, you, if, you've, got, if you've got 10, 12 packs sitting yeah. in, your, in your office and yeah. you, might, you might let loose one night. And the cameras aren't going to stop because you're talking. No, that's fair. But if you think about it, Dan's going to be probably in a pretty decent mood because of Haskins, even though he's got a coach yeah. that he may be looking at firing. Jay's going to be edgy and sarcastic and swarmy and all that stuff. Bruce is going to be like, oh, 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 look at us. We got the best draft ever and yeah. God's creation. And look at, you know, I'm in Richmond. You know, so I, I think they'll be, and Doug will just be like, yeah, you know, Doug will just be a football evaluator or whatever, right. you know, whatever role. And then maybe you'll get to see a lot, lot more of Kyle Smith in action. Who knows? Uh, I actually think it would be probably a good thing for them to do it. Um, I don't know why necessarily. Um, I, I don't think they're, I don't think they will be as dysfunctional on camera as as they normally are, especially training camp is so different. Now, maybe if you get a rash of injuries or whatever major controversy, maybe it would look bad. But I think I would really like to see them do hard knocks in like late November and December, <laughs> not in August. You know, in yeah. August, everybody's zero and zero. Everybody's batting a thousand, right. you know? So I don't think the Redskins would be as bad. So I'd like to see uh, the inside. All right, we got to wrap this up, Paige. As always, thank you, pal. Uh, appreciate it. Great work out of you at PJ Elliott Radio, at PJ Elliott Radio. And go support the man and buy a fire Bruce Allen shirt. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Adios, episode number 225. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.